Welcome to the Lighthouse Financial Advisors Money Over 50 podcast with Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Lighthouse Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. This will go for ten minutes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go on a rant and you can just call it straight away. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the intro. Yeah. Okay. Ready when you are. Welcome to Money Over Fifty with Dallas and Michael. Fear of loss versus fear of missing out. Dallas, this will be our first ever ten minute podcast. I, I think so. I hope so. I'm gonna. You've I'm called gonna... it early. You said this should go for ten minutes. I'm gonna. I'm well, gonna keep you accountable here. I've got the. Well, and, and I'm gonna waste thirty seconds of this explaining why it took <laughs> ten minutes. I was having a shower this morning, and and I thought of this as a, as a title or as a, as a topic to talk about, but I didn't really have how to how to attack it. And my thesis in in the shower while I was washing what little hair I have left was I thought if you. If you aren't operating or making decisions based on a plan, then you are making decisions based out of fear. And what I mean by that is that there are two conflicting fears that operate uh, for every human being when it comes to investing. And we are spectacular, we've talked about it before, we are spectacularly uh, emotionally unequipped to handle investing. And what I'm talking about there is the fear of loss versus the fear of missing out. And this is something that we've seen again and again and again is that it, if, if you decide to invest money without it being part of an overall plan, what you're doing is you're investing based on what you think will happen in, in the short term. Mm. And whatever happens, you're going to be unhappy. And let me explain. So if I put money in, if I go, I think that, uh, I think that asset prices are cheap. I think that company prices are cheap right now. I'm going to buy some shares. What happens is one of two things. Either prices go up or prices go down. Mm. So if prices go down, I'm not happy about the fact that I've I've lost money or that I should have waited longer and bought in at a cheaper price. So if prices go down, I'm not happy about it because I go, well, obviously I should have waited or I should have known that there was, you know, this was a dead cat bounce. All the the self-talk starts about the fear of loss. And if that keeps going down, it becomes even even more powerful. That fear of loss of mm. I've put that money in and it's going down, and I've lost. Not only have I lost the money that the, the, my balance has dropped by, but I've lost the extra return that I could have gained had I waited a bit longer, invested at the very bottom of the market, whatever that means. Mm. On the other side of that, if prices go up, what happens is that for about a split second, I'm pretty happy. I go, oh, that's good. I've put some money in, and now it's worth a bit more. But what happens is that goes up and I automatically start thinking, oh, I should have invested more. I should have known that the market was going to mm. go up. I should have known that prices were going to bounce so quickly. Why didn't I, you know, why didn't I invest more? Why didn't I borrow money to invest? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I, you know, you're convince, spot on. You're spot on. So whatever happens there. And again, the same thing. If the market goes up a bit, I'm a bit unhappy. If the market goes up a lot, I'm even more unhappy. And over time, I just get less and less happy because whatever the amount of money is that I've invested, every time it, every time it doubles, 
I think about, it might be over five years, 10 years, 20 years. Every time it doubles, I think about the fact that, well, if it invest, if I'd invested twice as much, I'd now have, you know, I'd, I'd have twice as much again. But this is, and this is why I say you cannot make a decision, an investing decision based on either of those two, two fears. You cannot make a decision without having it be part of a structured long-term plan. Because if you do that, if you make that decision about how to invest or when to invest based on uh, just sort of what you think or how you feel in the short term, either one of those things is going to happen and you are going to be annoyed about it. So why would you why would you make decisions in a way that you go, whatever happens, I'm going to be unhappy here in the future. You are making a pact with yourself that you're going to be unhappy about that decision. So that's Look, why uh, my thesis is... <laughs> as the listeners know, I love to shoot holes in your thesis, but yeah. um, I'm at a bit of a loss here because I, I agree completely with what you just said. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Either yeah. way, so, either way, you yeah. can't win. You can't win no, either way. No. Yep. Yeah. And so this is, I guess, my, 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 the way that I phrase that is that you have to make a decision. We, we always have to make a decision about what we do with their available resources. But what I think, uh, even before we get into what's the best decision to make, it has to be a plan. It has to be, and we've talked about this many times in this podcast, about a plan might be every fortnight I'm going to put $1,000 into my super fund and it's going to be full mm-hmm. time. That's A plan can be as simple as that, but that's still a plan. And, and what happens then is regardless of what the market does in the short term or what I read in the newspaper, I have a plan and I stick to my plan. Whatever happens, I know that I'm reacting based on a well-thought-out, logical, structured plan for the future, not just mm-hmm. reacting. And whether prices go up or go down, I don't have to get into that, get onto the emotional roller coaster of what should I have done differently because I go, I, I did the only thing that I could do based on my plan. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that the other part of this, when we when we talk about plans and and this is sort of what got me thinking about it, is that when we say to people, and we've said this before on this podcast many times, you need to have a plan. I think that what people do and and what our industry has done a really poor job of doing is that it implies that the plan is some 50-page document that covers Mm. every eventuality. And and that's just the reality is that's not how it is. We, We talk about this with our clients where, the, there's normally an overarching long-term 10, 20, 30, 40-year plan. But but then there's a six-month. Uh, there's basically a this is what we're doing for the next six months. While our, you know, we are going to put $1,000 a week, in $1,000 a fortnight into super or we're going to do this or we're going to do that. It doesn't have to be a very convoluted. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just There just has to be a plan. Everyone on the team needs to know what they're doing every week. And that's, that's pretty much how simple it can be. Yeah, look, it, it's you're right. It doesn't have to be even written down. It can be a rule of thumb. It can be in your yeah. head yeah. that um, this is well, what yeah, I'm going to do, regardless of what the price does here, regardless yeah. of what the economy does. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to, I've agreed to put this amount of money in in, yeah. in these frequencies. And, yes. and, and look, when you do that, when you make that decision to do that, you stop looking at the price yeah. so much and you stop looking at, whether you yeah. should have actually, it, it yeah. just becomes incons- inconsequential whether you should yeah. have, you know, um, saved up some of that money and invested at a later stage, or, or yeah. you, you just you just go back to the plan and you go, yeah. the plan's going to work, and yeah. and 
it rele- uh, it releases you of the emotional anguish yes. uh, yeah. of, of actually. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm a big believer in. I never used to be, but I'm a big believer now in in non monetary benefits and. Um, yeah. Emotional yes. anguish is a huge one. So, so yes. isn't it ridiculous? In your the second part of your example, you've invested a sum of money. It's doubled. Yes, and it's caused you anguish. Yeah, it's caused you pain because yes. because you said I should have <laughs> I should have put ten times more in. Money yeah, yeah, put, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like um, yeah. So, so it releases you of that emotional anguish, which is yeah. which is it, which is a, a, a huge non-monetary benefit. Exactly right, and that's. That's 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 what I mean. Is if you think about the things that we can buy with money, you end up if you're torturing yourself trying to make these decisions and then either getting it right or getting it wrong. But either way, it's caused you pain. What are you possibly going to buy with that money in the future? That's going to give you more. That's going to that's going to be more meaningful to you than the pain that you've put yourself through along the way. And that's like you say, that's a big thing that we we talk about is that if you've got ten years of your working life left. You can't you can't be operating or making decisions in a way that you're going two to minute warning. <laughs> two, two minute warning. Two minutes you, you to go. Be, you can't be operating in a way that causes you pain along the way because you're just not going to stick to it for ten years. It, it isn't going to work. We need we need a plan. We need something that and it, and it might as you said, rules of thumb are fantastic. You might say any money that I don't need in the next five years, I'm just going to put in the super and I'm going to forget about it. And it could be as simple as that. And then everything else that we talk about of the most tax-effective way to do it and how you should invest your super and the rest of it, it doesn't matter as much as the fact that you've got that simple plan, you've got something that you can stick to all the time without it causing you that fear of loss or the fear of missing out. Dallas, you've done well here. You've got 60 seconds to, <laughs> of spare time. <laughs> to wrap up. How are you going to use that? Are you going to give the listeners an early break? Or uh, are, you going so, to, yeah. are you going to keep yeah. ranting? No, I, I think nine minutes of ranting is enough. But I, I think that this is this is uh, uh, it's a simple concept. But I think that, as you say, in our industry and in everything around the world, we overcomplicate things. We make it harder than it needs to be. I think that a job of a good planner, which I'm, I'm the number one in Australia, so I would still consider myself this. But <laughs> the job of a good planner is to take the complex and make it simple. And so that's the job should be. What's the most simple plan that you can stick to for the next 10 years that isn't going to cause you pain along the way from the fear of loss or the fear of missing out? Good point of finish on. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Lighthouse Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.